Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, presented by Boston Women in Media and Entertainment, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. I wanted to start out this interview with a question for our audience. Where are you listening to this show? What state, what country? And how's your life going right at this very moment? Shoot me an email, let me know, because I want to get to know you. Candy at CandyOterry.com because your story really does mean a lot to me, always has and always will. And when we share our stories, we give each other a glimpse into what is possible. We show each other how we faced an obstacle, got around a roadblock, made it through the tough times. And when I was preparing for this episode, I asked myself why you might be listening to these stories. And here's my answer. You gain knowledge, the kind that can really be used in your everyday life. My hope is that you feel inspired to say, if she can do it, I can do it. And the woman you are about to meet has decided to devote her career to helping women reach their full potential, to believe in themselves, to use their gifts and talents, to not only dream, but do, living their best life to their fullest potential. Sounds pretty good, huh? A very successful entrepreneur, she's created a five-week online course called the Jorce, and a monthly membership program called The Power of Her. Katie Wood, welcome to the story behind her success. Hi, Candy. Thank you for having me. This How is such you? an honor. Good. Thank so you. So nice to meet you. Let's jump into Candy O's lightning round. So these are short answers, whatever comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. What did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning cereal. Workout or I have no time for that? Always workout. What is it? For now, since I'm eight months pregnant, it's just walking. <laughs> I'm doing the best Getting I can. Getting from one room yeah. to the other, right? Picking up my kids. Ever had a nickname? Kate. That's it. That's it. Complete the sentence. Motherhood has made me... Motherhood has made me look at life with a whole different lens. Guilty pleasure. Ooh, chocolate. But this pregnancy, it's been Nutella. Like, by the spoon, oh, out of the jar. Oh, yes. Not good. I love that <laughs> stuff. You've created a five-week online course, which is called The Jorce. So what can women expect when they take that course? So that's a course that about 400 women have gone through it. I did it for over four months, and I took a little break due to this pregnancy, and I'm going to kick it back up in the fall. I called it a Jorce because I feel the word course just wasn't doing it for me, and it was more of a journey, and then came the name Jorce out of nowhere, and it just stuck. Because the course is kind of your wake-up call to dig a little deeper and know that life is an inner game. And we focus on four buckets, which is your mental game, your body, your relationships, and your spiritual bucket. And when we are taking care of each one of those, we feel more full and aligned. And it's bringing awareness to women of which bucket are you paying attention to and which are you neglecting. And when you can have the strategies and tools to really fill each one, you just live this more full life where you're more aligned. And that's something that's been very powerful. You have also created a monthly membership program. It's called The Power of Her, H-E-R. Tell us, what does H-E-R stand for? Walk me through it. Heartfelt, empowered, and real. So when I finish the JORS and always ask for feedback, because I am a student constantly learning in the game of life, the number one feedback was, okay, when it ends... Now what? We want a little more. We want accountability. I think everybody needs accountability in life. 
that's where I created this power of her, which is bringing these women together to have real conversations, a different topic every month, whether it's about fear, resistance, financial awareness, stress, how to deal with obstacles when life throws you whatever life's going to throw at you. So every month is a different topic and bringing that community of women together to really help empower one another because we all know we're better together. The website is katielwood.com if you want to know more about Katie and find out more about the Jorse and find out more about the power of her. You've also got a Facebook Live event that you do. For about two years, I went live every single Friday and it really gained a lot of traction. That's kind of what led me to starting, having the courage to do something like this. Just like a little bit of an empowerment tip and people started asking for more. And through my company that I work for, I got the opportunity to speak last year in front of thousands. That was one of the hardest things I've done, but one of the best things that made me have the courage to go out and do more and help more. My heart, that is what I want to do. You just mentioned the company and let's say what it is. It's Rodan and Fields, which is this famous company. Tell us about it. What is your role there? It has rocked my world. The founders of our company, Katie Rodan and Kathy Fields, They are two very empowering women that have such a purpose in life to change people's skin and change their lives. They have given us the opportunity to partner with them. I took this opportunity five years ago, head down, ran with it. Wanted to be at home to raise my three daughters. That's why I did it. Before that, I was working as a teacher, tutoring, doing marketing. I was drowning and my heart was just not aligned. And this opportunity allowed me to put my family first and work second. That's a powerful thing to be able to do. It's been so much more than I ever expected, but it's allowed my husband and I to both raise our family and follow our dreams. That's been a real gift. So I'm going to guess that because you've been so successful within the Rodan and Fields marketing and sales perspective, that you're now guiding other people to do the same. That's right. Tell me a little about that. You really realize a lot about yourself when you start your own business. It's definitely not easy. It's hard work. But you realize what you're made of. And what I have realized is that I believe women, especially, we have such power in us. We have this spark. We have this this strength that we don't know about. I don't think we're performing at the level we should be. And when you do something like this, it really brings it out. And that's my goal is why I started this membership and this course is to really help women on a deeper level bring that out. Rodan and Fields is quite a success story. Why do you think the products are so successful? It's the number one skincare brand, which is pretty powerful. And I think it's so successful because number one, the products work. And number two, the heart of our company and the heart of our doctors. They have a real purpose and passion with what they do, which I think makes us very unique. I always love whenever I have a chance to sit down with exceptional women like you are to ask her a little bit about where she comes from, a little bit about how she got this way. So can you share a little bit about your childhood with us? When I think back to my childhood and my parents, they were such hard workers and they were never afraid to take risk. Their whole life was taking risk. It's a reminder that kids are always watching. We could tell them all day long, you know, it's in one ear, out the other, but they are always watching what we do. And that's why I do what I do, because I know my girls are watching me and I want them to know they are the author of their life and you can create whatever you want if you have the courage. So my parents... They have a story that I love about a bed and breakfast in Connecticut. It's called the Inn at Harbor Hill Marina. About 20 years ago, my dad used to always see this old beaten down house on the top of a hill overlooking the water and nobody wanted to buy it. And it sat on the market, it sat on the market, but he kept going back to it saying, this can be something. So he took a huge risk. He didn't come from much, but he rounded up the money. He found a way to buy this place. 
So many bad things happened and that were unexpected where people fell short from the deal and so forth. But he kept keeping his vision and he knew that with time, this would be something. And today it's actually a top 10 bed and breakfast in the entire country. Oh, my goodness. What a great story. Yeah, it's just a reminder of hard work and that vision and going for it and not not playing life so safe. I'm going to guess that you saw your dad in the tough times when he was trying to rebuild this place. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe it was even a money pit for a while, right? It it sure was. He had my sister, brother and I out there helping and we were cleaning and at age who knows what when we were young and just learned really that anything worth value takes time and that your hard work will always pay off if you you just keep going, right? Because most people want to quit right about where they're going to hit gold. If I had met you as a young girl, Katie, and I had said to you, hey there, Katie, how are you today? What do you want to be when you grow up? What was your dream when you were a little girl? (laughs) So I actually used to want to be an astronaut where I'd wear a strainer on my head and I'd run around the house saying I'm going to the moon. I don't want to do that anymore. But in a way, you know, I have like shooting for the stars and going for that as cheesy as it sounds. There is truth about, you know, getting on that rocket ship and buckle up and just go with whatever it is you really want to do. Who were your early role models? I know your parents had a big effect on you. Anybody else? Teachers, coaches? Definitely my parents. I would say my basketball coach from Providence College, Jim Jaber. I was a a walk-on and he encouraged me to walk on the women's basketball team where I didn't go to Providence College for basketball. I went just for a student, but I used to play with the boys and he kept persuading me and saying, just show up and, and try out. And I did. And I was so scared. I had fear and I'm not good enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not D1 material. And everything of resistance, all the reasons I shouldn't do it came to my head. But I showed up one day because something in my heart was like, do this. And for the first two years, I played a total of 34 minutes in two years. I sat on the bench for two years and cheered my team on and showed up. And finally, at the end of my second year, I got an opportunity to go in. I got an opportunity to prove myself. I did. I hustled. I gave it my all and ended up earning a two-year full scholarship to that college for basketball. And I will forever be grateful for my coach, Jim, for believing in me and showing me, man, if you can see it, you can do it. We all have a voice in our heads. And you were just describing the one that was saying, I'm not tall enough. I'm not good enough. And sometimes that voice tells us you can't do things. That's right. How do you motivate women to achieve when they hear that voice that says they can't do it? I'm a very big believer in that there's a battle in your mind. you got to understand what the real voice is, which is really from your heart. And you got to understand the voice that's here to just protect you. Fear is a real thing. It's the reason we don't walk in the woods at night. Like that's a it's a good thing. We're born with it. But you have to understand when you're making the fear to be much bigger than it is. And I stop and I reflect. I take a deep breath. Is this a real fear or am I creating this? And once you learn to identify the difference, you can blow past it. And that's where you got to work on your mind every single day to get to that point. I came across this quote, which I thought that you would really like. It's by Meryl Streep. Put blinders on to those things that conspire to hold you back, especially the ones in your head. Life is a mind game. Everything in life is between the ears. You also are a big believer In intuition, there's a story about you meeting your husband in a bar and knowing from that moment you were going to marry him. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. 
More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted TechHelpBoston.com since the year 2000. Dave Elmazian, president of Tech Help Boston, with the reasons why. It's really about forging a relationship and having a trusting relationship because your technology is very personal to you. It used to be in the old days that things were private. When you're online, nothing is private anymore. And we want to make sure that that information is kept confidential and with somebody that you trust and you feel comfortable with. You can trust Tech Help Boston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit techhelpboston.com. That's techhelpboston.com. The night I met him, I told him I can see us getting married one day. Did he run away? <laughs> he, I Somehow think I, you caught I him, I definitely right? think I creeped him out. <laughs> but clearly I was right, Candy. <laughs> clearly. But, you know, intuition is a powerful thing. That's and right. I think that's the part where you're listening to your heart mm-hmm. and you get that certain feeling about something and you know it's right for you. You are expecting your fourth child. You just mentioned it mm-hmm. when we first got started. Only one more month to go, right? Yep. How are you feeling? I feel good. I feel blessed. I feel grateful. I heard a quote once that I love, and it just reminds me of when you're going through the journey of being pregnant, if you don't believe in miracles, perhaps you forgot you are one. That's what's happening. It is amazing that if we can grow and create life, then you better believe you can create a life you're proud of. So you have four children. I'd love it if you could just give us a little bit about all of your three babies that you have at home. My biggest purpose and mission in life is empowering these girls is raising them to believe in themselves, raising them to understand the mind and the heart and not really ask them, what do you want to do when you grow up? But who do you want to be? What's the footprint you want to leave on this earth? That's something I work with them every day on. My oldest, her name is Austin. She's seven years old. She's the sweetest girl. She is going to be my helper. I thank God every day for her because my middle one, Hadley, is a little spitfire who keeps me on my toes and has me laughing harder than anyone I've ever met. And then my third one, Gabriella, is a real miracle. She's an angel from God. That's why we named her that. She has quite the story. She has made me realize that perspective is a gift. And she's actually completely changed our family and for what we've been through with her. She has really been a gift to me. And I believe our kids pick us. My girls are my world. The experience of having a very sick child can be overwhelming. And Gabriella is now three and a half and she's thriving. Mm -hmm. Can you tell our audience how she was born and what you went through? She was my third baby. The biggest thing I've learned is let go of all expectations in life and replace it with gratitude. When I went to my third ultrasound with her, the room was very quiet. The intuition kicked in. I knew something wasn't right. And they had come back saying that there were a lot of issues. She had the thick uh, nuchal fluid in her neck and that she sat us down. My husband had to come in and they listed all the problems that this girl could have. Heart problems, chromosomal disorders, liver problems, brain damage, you name it. They sat us down and literally looked us in the eyes and said, you have to make a decision if you're going to keep this child. And I will tell you, everything in me was like, If this is my journey, then this is my journey. There's not a chance that I would not have this child. And I prayed over it a lot. I'll tell you that. It was a very hard pregnancy. It was a very stressful one. When she came out, there were a lot of markers. But I'll tell you, it was at the two-year mark, we realized that she had something called craniosynostosis, which is a big word for a little kid. But that's when the sutures of your skull, they fuse prematurely it was not allowing her brain to grow. So her brain was actually hitting her skull, which called for an emergency surgery within a month after she was diagnosed. 
thank the Lord for Boston Children's Hospital, which the fact that we live down the road from it is the biggest blessing. It is such a gift, that hospital. She underwent a six and a half hour surgery where they had to break open her skull, go in, put resorbable plates. She had a blood transfusion and 150 stitches later, our little warrior came out and was better for it. And it's been quite the journey. But I'll tell you, this girl is the toughest girl I know. She has more spitfire and grit than anyone. She's the reason that I believe that life is rigged in our favor. All things in life come together for good. And she has really taught us that. How do you handle the terror of a moment like that when you are walking down the hallway, they let you go as far as they can, the operating room doors are right there, and you're about to kiss your little girl goodbye and go through those doors? I'm thinking there's probably a mom listening to our show who may be having that in her future. What did you do? How did you do it? That's blind faith at its finest right there. When you have no control over your circumstances. You only have control in how you react. I will tell you, I was on my knees. That brought me to my knees. I prayed over it. I just kept telling myself, we are here to help this child. This is going to help her. And if it's a problem that can be fixed, it's really not a problem. And that was my mentality. And I knew that she was in the best hands possible. And I did all I could at that point. And that's where you go back. My whole family was waiting for me in the waiting room. Our priest that married us came down. He showed up at 6 a.m. and surprised us at that hospital. And we sat in that room for seven long hours and just prayed over the situation because at that point, what else do you do? What role has your faith played in your life? A very large one, especially due to Gabriella. It's very important. It's a gift that I want to give my kids. You have to stop at some point and just look around at the world and know that it's a pretty magical place. And if you see it in the lens that, Nothing's random. Nothing's accidental. The people you meet and the things that happen, they're all here to help you grow. You just got to see it that way. One woman that I interviewed a couple years ago said, we're here for two reasons, to love and to learn. For moms, messy lives, devoting ourselves to our children's immediate needs is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it really is hard to find that moment for ourselves, those buckets that you describe that need to be filled, never mind feeling inspired at some point during your day. What do you say to women when they're in that place and they feel that way? First of all, it's normal to feel that way. Give yourself grace. I have bad days. I have good days. The biggest difference in my life that has had the biggest impact is that I will never stop working on myself. We think moms should come last. And that's kind of the way I think a lot of us were raised or maybe we saw our moms. It's not selfish to put yourself first. It's self-full. And what I do is I get up early every morning. I do five minutes of stilling my mind. I center my heart. I read a little bit in the Bible, and then I'll read a little bit of some kind of personal growth. I make my list of the things I'm grateful for because gratitude is everything. And by the time my kids come down, first of all, I want them to see me doing this so that I hope they do it too one day. Secondly, I just filled my buckets. Now that mine are full, I could fill theirs. But when we run around on empty, we're useless. My biggest tip is to take care of yourself and put yourself first. When you do, you're really fulfilling everybody else. You have also created a nonprofit. You've got an organization going on for your little girl, Gabby. Can you tell us all about it? The best quote I've ever heard was, live your life as though it's rigged in your favor by Rumi. It really hit me. Something like a chill went down my spine the first time I heard it, which was, you know, in my eyes, a God wink. 
I just started saying the word rigged. Anytime something hard came into my life, an obstacle, something difficult, I kept saying, what is this here to teach me? What am I supposed to learn from this? And when you have that mentality, you can learn from your problems, your obstacles. Otherwise, a problem just remains a problem. It'll keep coming back until you learn your lesson. And that's kind of how life works. And this hashtag rig, this word that has stuck with me and so many others, take a deep breath and understand this is here to serve me, even if my small mind can't understand where it's going to lead me. We created these hats that just say rigged on them as a reminder that life is really happening for you. You just got to really see it that way. So the hashtag is rigged and people can find out more about that on social media. At the end of the day, Katie Wood, what matters most to you? My faith and my family. You know, you go to school, you get your degree, you go get a job for 40 years, but there's just so much more to life. And my family is everything. And if I can put them first and find a way to work around them, then I've done my job and filled my purpose. You mentioned obstacles a little earlier. And I always ask, when an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? The biggest thing is to just stop, pause, take a deep breath and ask yourself, what is the next right move? I think sometimes we think of how am I going to get to the end of the marathon? You know, I ran the Boston Marathon for my daughter to raise money for Boston Children's. And you cannot start that start line in Hopkinton and say, how am I going to get to 26? Especially since the year I ran, it was a monsoon in the worst weather in 122 years. Lucky me, you just have to say, get to the next mile marker. And that's what I do when I hit any obstacle. What do you wish you knew when you first got started? When you know better, you do better. I think life is one big classroom and we're just constantly learning it's true. What I knew in my 20s, you know, I, I laugh now, but but I wouldn't change a thing because you have to go through all the ups and downs of the 20s. But when you know better, you do better. We all need someone in our lives who I guess you could call a sounding board. They're an objective third party. Who is that person for you? Oprah. Oprah is my girl. Super Soul Sunday. You know, it just fills me up. Talk about life being rigged in her favor and her story and coming from a very hard childhood. She is the example of if she can do it, I can do it. And that's your mentality and your motto for this amazing podcast. Not one person has more special powers than another. We all have it in us. We just got to believe it and go for it and be that person so you can lay the carpet for someone else to do the same. And, you know, that I think is the magic of what we believe as women, which is the whole idea that there's a roadmap out there. Someone else has done this. That's right. Someone else has felt pain. Someone else has mm -hmm. felt loss. Someone else had a mountain to climb. How did they do it? Let me watch. Let me learn. And then I'll try it in my own way. What is the ultimate goal of your work, particularly around the power of her? To really help women find that spark inside, to find that magic that's just sitting there. We have so much more in us. Let's bring that out in each other. My ultimate goal is to help women just become more self-aware that they do have it in them, to help them give them the courage to go for whatever it is that their heart really wants. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received in your whole life? You know, I think it goes back to my dad and my mom, too. They always just were very much, you are the author of the story of your life. You are not a victim. You are in control. And life is simply a sum of all your choices. At this moment, then, as you're expecting your fourth child <sighs> with a thriving business and people who admire you so much for this philosophy, what does success mean to you? 
If you asked me that, I think 10, 15 years ago, I would have had been like, oh yeah, nice house and a car. And none of that matters. Success to me is if you can make an impact on someone else's life, if you can leave your footprint and make this world just a little bit better, or even if you encourage one person to just do a little more because you did it, that to me is success. I want to say thank you so much for being our guest this week on the story behind her success, Katie Wood. Thank you, Candy. What an honor. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about her. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?